when you were a kid, Donald's like going to a theme park, wasn't it? They That's often true. had like a play area, and it was like big and exciting, mm-hmm. and, you know. Those so, were fun play yeah. areas too. That's it. Kids these days won't understand like what McDonald's used to be like, and that's a sad thing. But kids these days, they're probably too busy on their phones watching the TikToks. Yeah, there is and, that. You know, <laughs> I wouldn't understand the joy of a good pit full of balls. No, absolutely. And a slide leading into it. Kids. Ugh. Our local ball pit were closed because rats got in and pissed everywhere, and the kids used to <laughs> lick the balls. <laughs> I mean, rats probably got into ours too, but Hull has a lower standard. Yes. So just kept it open. <laughs> Nobody actually got ill. It was fine. That's all right. No one got ill either because the kids just got immune, I think. But, you know. <laughs> they just sprayed everything down with disinfectant and they fucking opened it again. And then they closed it because someone died. But that was because the place caught fire, not because of the rats. Okay. <laughs> Going back to the story that Grace has just told us about her weekend. Um, if your childhood was like that, that explains a hell of a lot. If your childhood was as messed up as Grace's, write in to the forecast <laughs> at gmail.com. That's not messed up. That's just life. <laughs> I, I hate to break it to you, Grace, but it's no, not. It's not like <laughs> I caused the fire. This time. So, lads, do you want to hear about how I burnt down the factory the other day? <laughs> yes. Oh, what? Not again. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, very easy factory to burn down. Yeah, I've seen the photos. Uh, but this time I had help. Okay. But we have a very, very uh, scared and frightened little trainee, which has now turned into a gobby <laughs> shite. So it's okay. And basically yes. he burned alive. No, he didn't really. But I wish he did. <laughs> right. So, he's, he's sitting there unwise to the world and he's he hasn't boiled the kettle and he's poured all his milk and sugar into the into the thing stirred it and he's like it's cold and it's like yeah because he didn't boil the fucking kettle and he goes Hold on, right, sorry I did he make this. tea by not boiling the kettle yeah he doesn't know how to boil water either this one what no, he just Where are you getting water. these apprentices? He just oh no he was making the tea and he, he poured water into the kettle he poured his milk in, he put the tea bag in, he put the sugar into the cup, stirred it with a spoon and then he just poured water from the kettle, cold water from the kettle <laughs> into his cup because he forgot to flick the switch. Oh, okay. And he just assumed because he, he genuinely... it wasn't... <sighs> he assumed because it wasn't shaking anymore and the blue light was off, it, it was done, right? It just I went mean, over his head. Easy I mean, mistake I'm not, to make. I'm not the greatest cook in the world, but I know how to <laughs> boil water. How else would you make a pot noodle? I'm pretty sure that's on exactly. the British citizenship test as well. Yeah. Like the practical <laughs> exam where you have to boil, you have to make tea. And, yeah, make a cup of tea. And if you put uh, milk in first, you get deported. Yes. <laughs> Some the rules, people I'm do sorry. that just so they have the right measure of milk each time. Well, but I think it fucks the dissolving process up, so yeah, I don't it does. do it. Yeah, it, it slows down the, uh, the tea to water diffusion mm-hmm. process. Indeed. Exactly. We've got posh words for it, like diffusion. Yes. You can tell. It's called steeping, apparently. That's it, that's you a 40 quid word, it, that. It is, isn't it? Get yeah. that Harrods. <laughs> Hull doesn't have a Harrods, Grace. Hull does not have a Harrods. <laughs> I can believe it. <laughs> so. If it did, it would be in a castle with a moat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Fun fact from last time I visited Hull, they used to have a Marks and Spencers. It's now a job centre. Yep. 
Yeah, Ma- uh, Max oh, is no. pulled out of the centre of Hull. Yeah, it's now a job, the same building as a job centre, and I thought that was just very telling of how life is. To be fair, um, <laughs> to be fair, there is still one in Willoughby, and mm. I know the uh, I know the, I know why that one is still there in Willoughby. That's because it's um, oh, actually no, sorry, there Never is still mind, one in Grace, Willoughby. How did you burn the place down? <laughs> Before we go off on whole geography, there, there is still one in Anlaby. Uh, I just want to get this in. Will not be stopped. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I just want to get, get it this out of your system. There is still one in Anlaby, and I know why there's this one still in Anlaby because why? it's easy access for Willoughby, Swanland, Kirkella, basically where all the rich people live. Ah, uh, okay. So, so they won't settle for anything less, so they go there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they go there. It's nice and safe, away from all the poor people. So <laughs> you know, sake. he's not wrong. <laughs> so Grace, you became an arsonist. Yes. Okay. Hey, technically it wasn't me. Okay. You taught so... a child to burn a building down. Right. <laughs> Let me explain. The only arson way... she's doing is arson around. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> little Scroat pours cold water into his tea, doesn't dissolve, he gets cross because he's got a cold cup of tea, stirring it with a spoon, nothing's happening. A little bit of diffusion, but it's not really going anywhere. And then he realises it's cold, right? Okay. Um, he goes, fuck it, I'll put it in the microwave, I'm not going to reboil the kettle or pour the cup away and all that rubbish. Oh no. Uh, but, you know, it's you don't we don't have long breaks... Um, so he said, oh, I'll put it in for, I'll put it in for the full five minutes or whatever he was saying at highest temperature and hopefully it'll, it'll go. And I was like, yeah, mate, put it in for, put it in for five, but if you put the spoon in, it'll, it'll, the metal spoon in with it, it'll heat up faster as a joke. And so I walk out the room, still cackling at my own shit joke and the fucking idiot. Um, yeah, I put the spoon in, uh, turn the microwave on. I come back in later because I've, <sighs> I've been told there's an incident and, uh, <laughs> the, <laughs> apparently, um, there was this glowing, glowing white spoon handle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <no>. Rotating <laughs> in the microwave, and yeah, it was just it was just arcing. Apparently, it was just like hot white sparks because like they're only thin metal spoons. Like, don't take long for them to to go T- to but, heat up. But I mean, no, yeah, especially in a in a thousand fucking watt microwave or whatever it was. It was one of the strong ones. <laughs> fucking hell. so, Grace. Let me get this straight. Someone came in, saw this spoon was white hot, and they immediately yelled for you. <laughs> There's only yeah. one person who could have been responsible yeah. for this. I heard, I heard my name being called. I just heard this angry, Grace! <laughs> no, apparently, no, apparently like he was on his phone, and then he looked up and saw saw the bright lights of heaven from inside the microwave <laughs> and was clever enough to turn it off. Oh well, well done him. <laughs> yeah, he he, had, he didn't fuck about. He hit off at the at the wall, got it at the mains, and <laughs> good. At least it was one of the people who decided to look and say, "Oh shit, I should do something about this and turn it off," rather than one of those people 
Like I probably would have done, to be fair. Oh, let's just leave it in and see what happens. What's the worst that can happen? I've been like, you know those massive fuse boards um, you get in factories? Yes. Where you've got all the, all the fuses and all that shit. I saw one glowing when we had a power cut, and it turns out there's smoke <laughs> and fire coming from it. I looked at it and go, I'm not paid enough to get electrocuted doing this shit. So I went and got my <laughs> boss to turn it off for me. It's his factory, you can fucking do it. So that's almost twice that you've nearly burnt a factory down. One through neglect, the other one through ne- <laughs> child neglect. <laughs> through a really <laughs> shit joke. <laughs> yes. I mean, it's funny if you're not in the building. Yeah, exactly. I was upstairs. I could have died twice both times. I admire your commitment to nearly dying for the comedy. It absolutely beats the shit out of sending him to stores for a long stand. Yeah, yeah, exactly, so, or a long wait. Yeah. <laughs> well done. What can I say? I like to break the mould. For fuck's which sake. Which is highly illegal for what I do. I was going to say, yeah, um, breaking the mould in your job is probably the second offence. Yeah, mm-hmm. gross yes, misconduct. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Talking of sackable offences, uh, Nick, what have you been reading? <laughs> What kind of a segue was that? <laughs> I don't know. Poor author. Sake. The poor author. How dare you? <laughs> I don't know. If, well, I've not read it. I've no idea. <laughs> oh, man. Um, Fine, let me redo that. Um, talking of um, ooh, getting young people to do something they'll regret, what have you been reading, Nick? What? That's I've got dark. nothing. I have absolutely Just, nothing for this why don't, say, why don't you say things that... Speaking of other things that are fire, and just go really Gen Z on it. Yeah. Just, just talking of fire. Talking of things that are lit, <laughs> like that spoon. Hey. Nick, what have you been reading? Okay, I've got a confession to make. Another confession to make? Yes. Okay. I have recently got back from spending six days in the utter drunken melee that is the Great Dorset Steam Fair, right? Okay. Okay. Uh, it's basically in a it's field... It's Glastonbury for people over 50. Yeah, pretty much. People who like <laughs> steam engines and tractors and stuff like Nick that. Nick is not 50, just for the record. No, 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 not yet. Uh, His interests are, though. Maybe not in body, but in spirit. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically, I was stuck in a tent in the middle of a, what is effectively a farmer's field just outside Tarrant Hinton with no phone signal. So basically, I got back and after I sort of packed away and I'm preparing for my new job and stuff like that, I thought, oh shit, I need to do my homework. And luckily, like a beacon of light, I I happened upon Something Broke Inside Me by Dylan69. Nice. And uh, <laughs> yeah. I was sort of drawn to this, mainly because it was less than 500 words, and I thought, For perfect, I can read that. Oh in the my t- god. I can read that at least twice in the two hours up to- that I gave myself up until this recording session. <sighs> <laughs> okay, normally I would badmouth you, but there is one thing I've observed about the Hannibal fandom, mm. and that is there is no middle ground in anything they write. No. no. It is either under a thousand words or it is over 20... 30,000. Yeah. There's it's pretty either, much nothing in the middle. That's it. It's either a one-shot or it's the fucking Iliad, you know. Mm-hmm. That's that's what we found. And there's, I've seen a lot of good fics I wanted to read, but did not have time. Yes. And I'm someone who does my homework and leaves lots of time to do the reading. Have you finished calling me out? No. <laughs> <laughs> but continue. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, okay, so the, the relationship is Will Graham and Hannibal Lecter, because okay. obviously it always is. Uh, this is pretty much <laughs> pawn without plot. Yeah, we tags. need to talk about these additional tags. <laughs> yep, unusual lube, blowjobs, food sex, food as lube, and yeast infection. Oof. Now, yeah, it starts off a bit gross, so but I was I was drawn to this fic, not just because it was short, but because um, it's got quite a funny premise. Oh, right. <laughs> I, yeah, I haven't, to be fair. Ah. So I've just Googled it. Men can get yeast infections. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I did not know. I thought it was strictly a um, a vagina thing. I suppose anybody can get a yeast infection if you try hard enough. Yeah. So I like I always thought do. it was it was like you find out you need to have gluten free product. <laughs> There's too much yeast in your body. <laughs> None of us are doctors. No. I have no idea. <laughs> None of us are doctors. We also don't have the bollocks to go around pretending we're doctors, like say, I don't know, Gwyneth Paltrow. So, yeah. you know, please don't take medical advice off us. Don't sue us, Gwyneth Paltrow. Or Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> <laughs> if you feel like going out and buying one of her daft candles or love eggs or whatever, just give the money to us. You know, Or, or, or like or a, a good cause. Yeah, or a or, charity. Or save that money, because everyone's going to struggle through winter this year. Yeah, exactly. So, save All that right. money. Fucking hell. Buy, buy yourself something nice, like ten minutes of leaving the boiler on. Okay, so tell us about the fuck. Can we yeah. not? <laughs> yeah. We better drag ourselves kicking and screaming literally, back to happier places. I'm reading the title, Something Broke Inside Me, and I'm just thinking, yeah, the economic crisis. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Okay. So as I say, this is a short one, so let's uh, let's get into it. Will's shoved Hannibal back against the wall. It's getting kind of hot and heavy. He's uh, dragged his pants down and he's he's kneeling down to blow him, shall we say. Hannibal's... Shall we say? That's what he's doing. Yes. <laughs> he is, shall we say, giving a blowjob. Yes, exactly. That's exactly what Will is fixing up to do. Uh, you know, Hannibal's really liking this. And he's he's got his eyes closed and he's like, don't come. Don't make yourself look like a dick. Um, but then he feels something cold being uh, drizzled along the length of his penis. Um Okay. So he opens his eyes. Hannibal looked down to see Will holding an offensively blue bottle above his dick, squeezing it until it vomited neon blue ooze. So, of course, he's like, what the fuck's that? Okay. It's fun squeeze, Will replied. What is fun squeeze? Now, I had to do some uh, research into, uh, into what fun squeeze is. And basically, it was available in two colours. It was a, a squeezable margarine, and you could get it in <laughs> blue or pink. Huh. So, so you can. Sounds American. That's it. It's like um, it would appeal to the kind of kid who... Like, do you remember Jelly Baff, I think it was called? No. No. There was loads of adverts for this when I was a kid. It was basically like a powder where if you poured it into your bath water, it turned into different coloured jelly. And then you poured another powder in it, it would go away. It was kind of gross when you think about it. And, and Fun Squeeze sounds uh, pretty gross as well, to be fair. But anyway, this is what Will is using as lube. So... <laughs> <laughs> That's it's it's a choice margarine. he's made. Yeah, pretty much blue margarine. Yeah, blue margarine. This is what uh, blue squeezable margarine. This is what Will would like to use as lube. <sighs> Tell me, Will, what are you doing with the fun squeeze? <laughs> and Will's like using it as lube before swallowing all ten inches of Hannibal's Hanaconda in one go. <laughs> <laughs> the Hanaconda. 
Um, of course, yeah, Hannibal's uh, enjoying it. Uh, it cuts to um, it, it cuts to at some point in the future, and they're sort of getting hot and heavy again. Uh, Hannibal saw the horrible, nauseating bottle next when Will was fingering himself open before sex. So it's like, my dear, why are you using that? We have lube. Well, why wouldn't I use this? It's digestible. <laughs> For one thing, it's blue. It's not just blue. It's, it's electric, electric blue. blue. Now, oh my god, man, straight up eating butter. Sorry, Carol. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, like margarine. Not even butter. Fucking margarine. <laughs> Butter's poor cousin. Um. I'd just like to make an observation here. Now, as we know, our boy Hannibal, eater of human flesh, also a uh, good cook, culinary genius, you might say. That's true. Very gourmet. Yeah. Very highbrow, yeah. Very gourmet, very highbrow. I think I get the abject horror that they're having to use. Like, basically, <laughs> a way of making margarine fun <laughs> for kids as lube. He would hate that. Yeah. yeah, he would absolutely hate that. Fair enough, if it was like, best butter... You know, get a bit of Lurpak salted on there. That's fine. You think Hannibal <laughs> would be okay using Lurpak? <laughs> Lurpak's expensive. That doesn't mean it'd be good as lube. <laughs> I know, but if they had to use a, like a sandwich spread product as lube, <laughs> I don't think they have to. That's the point. <laughs> no that one was... has. No one has a gun to his head. Be like, you need to use a sandwich spread <laughs> as lubricant next time you pound. But if that was Will's thing. I reckon he'd be more of an olive oil man, like if I can you're doing your med veg and then you've got some some like nice high end olive oil. Yeah. From Greece. Yeah, that's it. Uh, I re- yeah, not not squeezy Marge. <laughs> it definitely wouldn't be fun squeeze. <laughs> Which uh, I want a fic where he gets where he goes he agrees to eating food off his body and then he gets out like spray on cheese. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> just fucking just, de- just traumatise the cannibal. Yeah, that's it. Shit product. <laughs> Hannibal's lying there, dead inside, as Will enjoys a Big Mac mm-hmm. and fries off his yeah, torso. I mean, the lengths this man goes to to get organic is just... <laughs> <laughs> it's like... It's insulting, really, isn't it? <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I suppose Fun Squeeze beats the hell out of using potted meat, doesn't it? Mm. So, I, I it's like treating him to spam, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so it continues. They do the deed. Hannibal considered his beloved. Will's hull was dripping clear slick mixing with electric blue sauce. Yet it was still painfully hot and tight. Hannibal prayed to a god he'd never needed previously and grabbed Will's hips, pulling him onto his (laughs) dick. (laughs) That's such a wonderful phrase. It is. Pray to a god he'd never needed previously. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Hannibal pounded into his lover, staring into Will's vividly blue eyes to forget about the vividly blue goop around his dick. (laughs) (laughs) Which is fair enough. Um... Sorry, I just read the next line. Yeah, so um, it cuts to three days later. Hannibal is going about his business. Uh, Will rings him up. Uh, Hannibal, is something wrong, dear Will? I have a yeast infection. That does tend to happen when you use discontinued dairy products from the 90s as lubricant. Hannibal replied, already thinking of how to use Will's yeast to make bread. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, at least it's got a happy ending, I suppose. 
Yeah, but we'll I mean, off. I know there are people out there who make vaginal bread from yes. yeast. Yeah. This would be from his butt. Yeah, butthole bread. Oh, <laughs> no. No, don't do that. Yeah, but we'll trailed off. I didn't realise it was discontinued from the 90s as well, so he bought yeah. his bottle as... I, I know, I know. 1995, and he's just like, right, the first time, this as lube. Honestly, the first, time, uh, the first time I read this, that was the bit that fucking sent me. Yeah, that's fantastic. <laughs> There's ours, someone has drawn this conversation as well. <laughs> yeah, there is. Uh, I quite like... Will um, holding the bottle of Fun Squeeze going... It's not a want, Hannibal. It's a need. Yes. <laughs> With a serious expression on his face. Mm-hmm. So. That's fantastic. <laughs> you're laughing. Will uses expired electric blue fun squeezers lube and you're laughing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, the SpongeBob. Yeah, we, we were. It was uh, quite funny. But so the arse is by Curdle Moo, and they've done a fantastic job. Yeah, they have. I do quite like the, it's not a want, Hannibal, it's a need. And then a little arrow <laughs> saying, Will, after he finds a lot of 100 electric blue fun squeezes on eBay. Mm-hmm. I wonder if you could buy fun squeeze off eBay. I don't know. That's something I will and not be even exploring. If... Fine, hang on. <laughs> you can ruin your search history, mate. My search history is long since destroyed. Yes. <laughs> Fun squeeze. I don't think it was available in the UK, or if it was, it was before my time. Yeah, it honestly sounds like an American thing. Um, like um, I, I used to watch a hell of a lot of TV in the nineties, and I can still remember some of the adverts. And it does seem like one of those products which would have been marketed incessantly on channels like Cartoon Network and stuff like that. Yeah. So. Hmm. I miss people trying to sell me super soakers, you know. <laughs> I know the little, uh, the latest Hot Wheels set. It's all just weird mobile games now. Yeah, the ads I get. It is. If someone marketed a super soaker to me, I'd buy it on the spot. <laughs> like they're they're missing a trick. They are. Like if yeah. I'm if I'm watching YouTube and an ad for a super soaker comes up, I'm clicking it right yes. then and there. Absolutely. I'm not clicking all the home insurance stuff. Does anyone else remember that dire need as a child to have a Robo-Raptor? Oh my god! Mm -hmm. Yes! Oh, it's just everywhere, and that was all you could fucking win on the game shows, and it was like the tits. There was, yeah, there was that. It was like 40 quid or something, and like it could, it could, it had a responsive thing, so if you touched its forehead, it'll either bite you or purr. Yeah. Like I do cat. remember that. <laughs> I remember the Roboraptor. I remember I had a rad. Now, the rad was a radio-controlled tracked robot which could pick things up and put things down. And it had, like, three rubber darts which you could oh. fire from its chest. It was fucking amazing as a kid. Oh, that's sick. It didn't matter that the battery lasted, like, 37 seconds and I broke it about six months after owning it by driving it down the stairs. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> dear, oh, dear. You know Home Alone 2, where they've got that remote control car? I think that was 3. And he but... just defeats a load of burglars with yeah. it. Yeah. Home Alone 3, mm-hmm. even. Yeah. Oh, my God, I wanted that car as well. <laughs> oh, sorry. Fuck me, he doesn't have to charge that often. Mm. Well, oh, I could not so find good. Fun Squeeze on eBay. This this was the thing. Several um, dildos came up, mate. but no, no Fun Squeeze. I had a Harry Potter Chamber of Secrets uh, chocolate-making oh, kit. Oh, yeah. And you had this snake that if you you had to fill it up with fondant 
and you'd press a button and like the fondant would come out of its fangs. I remember mm. that. Weird. Fucking good. Yeah. Problem is, you needed adult supervision to <laughs> melt the fucking chocolate. <laughs> and you had to buy the chocolate yourself. So yeah, Will using lube as fun squeeze. No, Will using fun squeeze as lube. Lube, <laughs> <laughs> that's a very different pick. And you know... And you know what, Dylan69? How did you get that mixed up? Uh, next Chapter 2, I think you should do. <laughs> They're just sat there making pancakes, and um, yeah, he pulls out the lube and just starts like, pouring it over <laughs> the pancakes. Yeah, um, like strawberry flavoured like, What, KY what is jelly. it with you? It's like, oh, well, I got this strawberry KY jelly, and uh, yeah, I'm going to put it on my pancakes now. Mm, num, num. <laughs> Very tasty. <laughs> And Hannibal's just staring at him going... I, I would what? eat you, but... <laughs> What's... Hannibal drops character for a split second and says, You, you're fucked, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Hannibal turns into Jamie Oliver and tries to sort of teach Will how to eat properly because it's clear he hasn't been this entire time. <laughs> so, yeah. But yeah, this this was good. Uh, on, was... Honestly, I... Um... I feel that I did the best I could with the time I ended up giving myself. You uh, you found gold, I think. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You found more than gold. You found electric blue fun squeeze. Yeah, I found electric blue fun squeeze with the first swing of my pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And <laughs> oh for that, God. I'm impressed. I mean, my only criticism is it's not longer. I yeah. want to hear more fun squeeze adventures. Yeah, this could be fun. Yeah. <laughs> fun, fun squeeze anal adventures. <laughs> <laughs> well, now we have an episode title. Thank you. Hey! <laughs> Fun Squeeze Anal Adventure. Yes. Uh, so, Grace, what have you been reading? <laughs> ah, excellent question. Let me find it. The wrong tab. I think it's the Champagne Minuet. Oh. It is the Champagne Minuet, and it's by Dark Moon Sigil. Sigil? Sigil? No, it's Sigil. Sigil. Sigil has two eyes in it. Nigel and Sigil. So what is it? Sigil. Sigil. What's a Sigil? It's like Nigel, but it's his brother. It's Nigel Thornberry's evil twin. Yeah. I see. Sigil Thornberry. <laughs> <laughs> Smashing. It's an on a dark moon Sigil, brother of Nigel. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's his, it's yeah, it's Tim Curry's goth brother. <laughs> As a reminder, Tim Curry voiced Nigel Thornberry. Oh god, he did, didn't he? He did. Yeah. He did. So, I interestingly enough... One of the many reasons the Wild Thorn Breeze was good. Mm. Sorry to interrupt, Grace. No, that's alright. Hang on. Okay, so, tags. We've got our, our boys together again. We've got Will Graham and Hannibal Lecter. Mm-hmm. Additional tags. Dinner and a show. Puns are the lowest form of humour. I disagree. Quiche. Will figures it out. Crack, 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 crack. No beta read. Hey! Gather what you will. Yeah. <laughs> will figures the truth out over dinner. Right, there's some interesting notes here. And okay. the title is in reference to Mozart and Haydn, who are colleagues and friends, as the story goes. The two composers made a bet over champagne one evening. The bet was about composing an unplayable piece of music. Mozart took the bet and supposedly wrote a minette that Haydn was unable to play. Mozart then proves it was, in fact, playable. Having placed a note in it that <laughs> that one would have to use their nose to hit because the <laughs> pianist's hands would be on the other opposite ends of the keys on the piano. Well, absolutely <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, whenever I hear 
um, like classical composers flexing like that. It always makes me laugh. It makes know, me think but that the bastardry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if Mozart was born in the 1950s, it would have made some amazing shit with rock, rock and roll being like a a major movement in his childhood. Oh, he would have done. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, it's like a uh, brief tangent, but have you heard the story behind the 1812 overture? No. no. Well, Tchaikovsky didn't want to do it, right? And he procrastinated, and everybody's like, well, we need you to write this. And he procrastinated some more, and then eventually he thought, right, I'll just fucking do it. I'll make it ridiculously overblown. Go on for fucking ages. I'll put cannons into the fucking score and stuff like (laughs) that. And then nobody will ask me again. So he released this (laughs) convoluted piece of music, which he thought was absolutely fucking trash, and everybody fucking loved it, and it's what he's remembered for. (laughs) Aww. Nice. Mm-hmm. I can believe it. <laughs> Is this the one that goes bang, bang? That's the one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so how does that tie into the fic? It doesn't. It's just question. a brief tangent. I was asking Grace. Oh, okay, the sorry. The title is in reference. Okay. Yeah, but does this play into it? I'm 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 that, giving you an invitation have, to talk about the fic. Okay. So this is mostly a conversation over dinner. Um, Hannibal has invited Will over for dinner and Hannibal being Hannibal, you know what he's like, especially in like Silence of the Lambs and stuff like that. He's and Red Dragon, he sort of like paces around while everyone's eating and comes out with shit hints to like how they're eating flesh and you know, he's a cannibal and it's all really like, it's, it's, it's not very well hidden, if you know, but everyone at the dinner table... He just fucking can't winks at the camera every yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> cheeky cheeky window at the camera. Yeah. Mm. Oh, cheeky cannibal in the room. You're eating flesh. Oh, this anyway. was free range, all right. Wink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this is what he's doing here. And he's he starts off with, the meat simply sings with the sauce, don't you think? And we're all <laughs> just sitting there, and it's all just like, it's just hit him. It's just like... Everything's fallen into place. The docs have been connected. He's been slapped around the face with information. And he's just like, oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) It was like, it was most definitely former rising star of the Baltimore Opera, Miss Avery Brooks. Her final claim to fame was being Hannibal's last victim. Mrs. Brooks had been butchered and and a clean cut line opening her up from crotch to lips. The resulting cavity stuffed with wilted roses and cow manure. Will was unsure what the pure, what the poor woman had done to incur Hannibal's wrath to such a degree. Whatever grievance was, it had most certainly pissed off the doctor to an extreme degree if his statement was anything to go by. Will would have to find out eventually, but until then, some important issues needed to be addressed. <laughs> as you can imagine. What is it, Will? Does the food not agree with you harmoniously? Hannibal oh. <laughs> asked Winked. with, a, with a, a slight half smile, looking pleased with himself. <laughs> wink, wink. Yeah, exactly. Wink, a wink, will. Wink. A, a will. Yeah. You don't know. And Will's looking at him like, yeah, I know. I do know, mate. <laughs> the dots. And he's just like... Do you really do that every time? You know, he's giving him this hard look. 
To what are you referring to, Hannibal ventured. <laughs> he frowned when Will gave him a pointed, sour look in return. Oh, for God's sake, you might as well call on it the, the, this soprano souffle for all the subtlety you're using. Mm. It's, it's a quiche, not a souffle, Hannibal corrected, <laughs> looking, looking just a touch put out about Will's ignorance about the culinary arts. Your puns are horrible, just just stop, please, for the love of good taste, stop. Will sighed in disgust, picking up his fork again. Amused, Hannibal watched as the empath seemed to enjoy his next bite of singer. And he's just so Will, Will he's not bothered on. at this point. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's like, this is really good, I'm just going to carry yeah. on. <laughs> yeah, he's like, it's really good, I've already started eating it, seems a shame not to finish. Not one for wasting food, Hannibal moves to finish his own plate. Miss Brooks had made a better quiche than a soprano, and he was quite pleased with the <laughs> results. The crust had turned out perfectly as well. He would have ha- he would have to remember to put this recipe in rotation. <laughs> and he, he goes on to sort of like back up why he turned her into a quiche, okay? He says she was sleeping with influential members of the art community and the conductor of the orchestra to obtain roles that are far beyond her reach and that level of talent. Oh no. Wow. How could <laughs> she? Performance that should have gone to more deserving artists who would not have wasted my evenings out. <laughs> <laughs> Hannibal has very... no chill. That's incredibly I mean, extreme. This is yeah. this is canon compliant to an extent because in Red Dragon he does like he is out listening to an orchestra and there's this one guy who's shit at playing and he's just wincing in the audience and the, from the get go you're like well man's gonna get eaten and yeah he does <laughs> he he finds kills this guy and then invites the rest of the fucking orchestra to eat him. <laughs> wow. Red Dragon <laughs> probably the best one. And it goes, ah, yeah, so so it clicks with Will that that's why he stuffed her full of roses, because, like, you know, you throw roses at you. Uh, uh, people after they've done a performance, don't you? Goes, ah, the roses make scent now. Excellent touch. Elegant touch. And the conductor, I assume we will be finding him sooner rather than later at some point. We already had him for the first course. <laughs> ah. <laughs> ah, all right. <laughs> Hannibal. Oh, Hannibal. <laughs> and he's just like, you know, you're going to be so screwed if you ever have dinner with anyone with half a brain, Will pointed out, leaving the dishes to soak for now and not wait, wanting to break the conversation just yet. And Hannibal sort of cuts it off. That's the next course. Like, oh. <laughs> oh, what? Well, we know you yeah, shouldn't so... do that, actually. Yeah, you no, can't yeah, eat we know human about brain, cur- can you? You shouldn't eat the brain, because you get the kuru. Yeah. Well, but, so we do go on to, it's just there's like a lot of back and forth, and it's like uh, just joking about things, and a couple of more puns are thrown in, of course. You know, then we get to the, the crux of the matter, and he goes, forgive me for the sudden change in topic, but are you going to tell Jack or anyone else for that matter? I will side pursing his lips in thought, going solemn. I go, ah, it it depends. Taking a thoughtful sip of his drink. On what? If there's dessert or not. (laughs) 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 My dear William. Hannibal paused dramatically. I am a cannibal, and in your opinion, apparently a man of ill humour. 
But I have never been a poor host. <laughs> <laughs> and it cuts there. He's probably like not wrong. No, yeah, yeah he's, he's definitely a very good host. <laughs> it's just that what he serves is people. Mm. Just, I just don't think he'd survive uh, having a vegetarian in the house. <laughs> I think it would just take the fun out of it. <laughs> <laughs> now that's a fic I'd love to read. Oh, yeah, vegetarian Will. Yeah, it turns out Will's a vegan, and he just never eats the meat, and Hannibal just has no idea how to, <laughs> to process that. I think there are some where he doesn't eat meat, but it's he's no one's trying to force-feed him meat or anything, mm. so... Mm. Uh, oh, I wasn't advocating force feeding. I just thought it'd be funny that Hannibal's just sort of. Oh, every it. time he tries. He has no idea of how to flirt with Will because he can't offer him delicious sausages <laughs> at any point. <laughs> like, all uh, of Hannibal's game is providing delicious food. So, without that, he is man, stuck. Exactly. The quickest route to someone's heart is their stomach, or between mm-hmm. the fourth and fifth rib. Exactly. Either way. And Hannibal knows both. Yep. Exactly. Either so way, I personally I... prefer this version of events to the canon, not going to lie. Having a, yeah. a quick fight to the death in the living room, cliche, overused, boring. Carrying mm. on eating and having a squabble over puns and remaining bros to lovers is far superior. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so Grace, you asked for more of this. Are you aware there's 45 parts in this series? Wow. Is it? Yeah. Well, uh, I guess I retract my statement. You've done enough. Thank you for your oh, good work. Oh, sorry. They are, they are all one-shots by the looks of it. Oh, okay. Though there is a theme. Yeah, all, they all seem to be named after different classical music yeah. things. Ah. Except one called Carry On Wayward Sons, which I, I guess is a classic, but it's, uh, you know. Brilliant. <laughs> but yeah, that was good. Yeah, it was. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, I think, uh, obviously I missed out a lot thinking... Um, Best not read the whole thing, so you can That's all right. you can have a look yourself and enjoy it in your own time. Yeah, give I'll probably Dark have a flick through Seagull the series. A mm. message, tell them that they're good. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, it's quite it's nice. It was it was sort of like it was one of the more I don't know humorful fix I've seen in the fandom so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see there's there's a lot of sort of dark out there and. It comes with the territory, yeah. Yeah, I was shocked to learn that the cannibal fandom was so dark and serious all the time. <laughs> I would not have guessed that before we started. No, absolutely but, but not. But that's it. Usually, usually if it's a dark fandom, or like a dark uh, canon or material, the fandom swings the opposite way and makes it really light and fluffy. And then if it's really light and fluffy, it may make it really dark. So it's weird to see something like stay close to the material. Mm. Yeah, that's... That kind of. This works is definitely out. the closest one to the material that I've seen. Yeah, it yes. it, it does kind of work out because if you remember when we did Animal Crossing, it went the other way. Yeah, yeah that was <laughs> yeah. as oh dark as this, Christ. perhaps slightly darker. Yeah, sometimes. Like, I'm, I'm pretty sure one of crossing. us did like like an incest fic. Yeah, that was yeah, gross. It, yeah, it was. It horrified me so much. I had we had to cut it because I was breaking down during the. Like, <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. I just couldn't believe the dodos, man. Yeah, like, maybe we it. should revisit Animal Crossing sometime. Don't do this to me. Yeah, <laughs> ne- next time they've got a game. game. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. fair. But yeah, thank you. That was good. <laughs> mm, it was a lot of fun. Thank you, Dark Moon Sigil. So. I have been reading 
one that we've talked about before. Oh, okay. So I read, let me just share it. This is Milk My Way by Brave When Fearful. This is the Will Graham's Got Titties fic, innit? This is the Will Graham's Got Titties fic. Yeah. It's four chapters long. Uh, the tags are Crack tweet- Tweeted Serious. I cannot speak today. I should not, shouldn't have started a podcast. Quack Tweeted Seriously. Quack Tweeted Seriously. <laughs> Male Lactation. Explicit Sexual Content. Content. Lactation Kink. Handball Lecter, Not a Cannibal. <gasps> Bottom Will Graham. Nipple Licking. Breastfeeding. Milking. Pun intended. Jack wants to have a taste of that twink. Of course. Sex enhance the taste. Romantic soulmates, kind of. Lust at first sight. Magical milk, happy ending. Magical milk, happy ending. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> Excellent. I, this wasn't the one I intended to read at first. Mm. I, had a, I had a look around. What I usually do with this show is I start with the crack tag. And I yes. had a read. There was a lot there. Nothing really stood out to me. Next, I checked the tentacles tag. Okay. And a lot more stood out to me. There were some wild things in there. Yeah. And among that was Brave When Fearful's other fic that I also really enjoyed, which was called What Is To Come, which is a very... It's a twist on the film Arrival. I thought that was fantastic, but okay. it's also quite long. So yeah. we probably weren't going to have time to cover it on here. I highly recommend everyone go read that. That was quite good. But instead, I'm going to talk about this one. Because I saw it in the list, I looped back because we talked about it in the in round one of the show. Yeah. So, the summary. Only in 2% of the world's population of men does the phenomenon of natural milk production emerge. It is so coveted for its regenerative and life-prolonging effects that there is a culture of worshipping those who have the gift. It can occur to anyone at any age, but only if there is chemistry can such a precious liquid be extracted. Those lucky enough to have the gift are called providers. Those lucky enough to be chosen as recipients are called patrons. The latter must treat them with utmost care and provide luxuries and comforts to their prized providers. So there's the background to the world. Roughly 2% of men can lactate, and when they do, it's pretty damn delicious. I can't believe we found another boy titty fic. Another boy titty fic? Yeah, we found that Phoenix Wright one, didn't we? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's... I can't believe women have been doing this for years. Suddenly a man does it, and it's just like, wow! Yeah. And it's like, Suddenly everyone wants the titty, but... Uh-huh. Oh, it's what women expected to fucking cook all day, but when a man does it, he's a professional <laughs> chef. <laughs> oh. oh, this so, is... Um... This, isn't, this isn't me upset with the fic. This is just me pointing out the dregs of society. <laughs> yeah, this is um, this is the barbecue situation, isn't it? The what? Um, oh, men, yeah. The woman prepares the meat, marinades the meat, goes out shopping for beer and stuff like that, and then the man just takes it to the grill, slaps it on and says, there you go, love, you can have a night off. <laughs> oh, I normally just show up with, with some burgers and shove them on. To be fair, I, I do all my own shit. Yeah. If it's like a family situation, usually... She's been out, bought everything, uh, okay. done all the prep, and then he just goes out there like the lord, lord of the manor, feeder of the of the thousands <laughs> with his little. I see. Kiss me on the cook apron on, <laughs> grills it and hands it out like he's god. <laughs> Fair enough. I've never actually had this dynamic in in a barbecue, but oh, okay. I come from, mm. I come from a weird family, so I'll <laughs> leave it there. Anyway, Will wakes up to find. 
his his pecs that they're quite heavy. Oh. And that's when he realizes he has the condition. Oh, so they're not quite titties. <laughs> they're not quite titties yet. Yeah. Um but he's realizing as they get heavier he's going to need a patron. So he goes to visit <laughs> the agency that sorts that out. There's an agency. This is a big yeah. thing then. The special office for providers. Yeah. is a thing and they it's like a more elaborate version of Tinder essentially. <laughs> like they match him with someone who wants to suck on that titty. <laughs> I imagine the provider list is horrendously long. Yeah. It's definitely biased towards people who want to suck that titty. Like, there's a lot more of yeah. them than there is people who are milking. Uh, just like Tinder, to be fair. Just like Tinder, to be fair. <laughs> um, and sperm donation. And sperm donation. Mm. So A lot of spunk. Not all they of give him a catalogue to look through of handsome men who he can meet. Uh, he pulls up three of them that sound interesting. And yeah, they're gonna. He's gonna have to interview with them. By the time he gets home, there's already like care packages on his doorstep, because men, the men who are lactating, they um, they're looked after in the world. Like they're, it's almost like a celebrity status. Oh okay. So he's already getting gifts from potential suitors. I kind of wish I lactated now. It sounds like the life. I know, right? I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Over days, oh, wait, you get oh, wait, more wait, and more. Wait, wait. So providers, providers are the people who who lactate. Uh, yes. Yeah, providers lactate. Patrons. Patrons look after them. They're their sugar daddies. And, and oh, okay. Suck the okay. So it's the patron. It's the patron list that's miles long. Yeah, okay. the patrons I'm, are sending gifts, and it is a big list. So as soon as it's found out right. that Will is a provider, everyone's like, "Hey, flies to shit." <laughs> Give me damn titty. <laughs> So they take him to an interview room, and this is where he's going to meet his potential potential patrons. Uh, his boss, Jack, comes in, first of all. He's not supposed to be there. He's not someone they picked. Okay. Uh, he just sort of broke in. Oh, no. That's, that's creepy. Yeah. Will got up from his chair completely furious. Will, get out of here, Jack. Will knew this was just an attempt to have someone else control him. Two big burly men come in and try and drag him away. Uh, and then they shot it. Get him out of there. He just, he wants that titty. So date number one. That's such a weird move. It is a That's weird a, move. He just, he, just, yeah. he just barges in like going, like diving at his chest or something. Like, That's how I choose to interpret it, yeah. Uh, if this prolonged your life and had regenerative pro uh, properties, then I can kind of imagine it ha happening here. Yeah. If I knew one of my friends had magic, uh, elixir of life coming out of them. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably try and sneak in on the interview process. <laughs> I mean, according to this, you live to 150 without aging, so... Yeah. That's, that's worth it. Oh, so there is actually a, a benefit to this. It's not just normal milk. Yeah, th this is good milk. Okay, alright, that makes a bit more sense. It can make you, yeah. I was gonna say... Uh, eternal youth. I was getting angry about ah oh, fucking... <laughs> <laughs> it's not just... He's, he's not just curious right. about the milk, it's... Yeah, it's potent stuff. Yeah. Alright. So, prospect number one comes in. He's quite nervous. Um, they have a lot in common. They chat for a bit, but there's no chemistry. Hmm. Um, Will open... Just to make sure, Will opens like the window in the... I should explain. There's like sealed perspex glass, whatever, between them. Okay. To make sure no one tries to reach for the titty. 
and oh, so, so it's, it's like going to jail. And yeah, going to kind visit of. somebody in jail. Yeah, pretty much. But there's a window he will can choose to open, right? And be like, I permit you to touch me. Situation. Mm. So he opens it like, I permit you to touch me. Just caress my face, and he's just like, okay. Uh, no, it's not you. Next. Okay. Person number two is a man named Mason Verger, and he is an unstable, arrogant bastard. Of course. Uh, takes about five minutes before Will's just like, you know what? No, fuck off. Don't fair, want it. Fair enough. And he didn't take that well. He kicks off and starts banging at the window. It doesn't say it in, in this, but I imagine he's saying, let me touch that titty! <laughs> like most angry men tend to be like. So You'll regret this as he's being dragged yeah. away by burly men. Yeah. I sent you my dick, please oh. respond. <laughs> uh, Will presses a buzzer, security takes him out. So, uh, Mr. Mason ends up being blacklisted. He's not allowed anywhere near this sort of place again. Uh, so he should be, by the sounds of things. Yeah. Yeah. We're sorry, mm. Mr. Graham, he's been banned. If you wish to continue, please nod. Otherwise, you can retire and we can continue this process tomorrow. Now, Will's pecs are bothering him at this point. They're very heavy. Mm. So he's like, okay, we need to continue this before I get too much. In comes man number three, the most handsome of the three of them. Is it Hannibal? It, his name is Hannibal. Hey! Yeah, they've got a bit more chemistry. Will laughs for the first time out of all of these interviews, and after a few minutes, they say, okay, time's up. Uh, I hope to speak to you again very soon. And as, as Hannibal is leaving, Will just goes, wait, wait, come here. Opens the window. Get back here. Get back here. <laughs> we'll open the window, and he goes in for a smooch. Hey! So, he's, he's straight in there on this. And that's when his titty starts to tingle. That's the one! He's lactating. Hannibal was the one. Will grasped in surprise, and they both looked at each other. Hannibal cleared his throat. Sorry, he cleared his throat and looked respectfully away, as Will undid his shirt buttons to reveal his enlarged pecs. A few drops trickled down his defined stomach. Hannibal stared in admiration and came closer. He's Will thought briefly about being watched through the cameras, but this was part of the process. He had to do it to secure his patron. <laughs> so, yeah, he gets Hannibal, and uh, he sucks that titty. Hey! And, uh, yeah, apparently it's quite good. It for sounds both a of bit them. better than quite good. Yeah. Apparently the feeling is described as incredible. So, chapter three... Don't get awkward on us now, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just having a read. Um, and you know you know what the smoothest just thing? just massaging your enlarged text. <laughs> and naturally, Hannibal being as smooth as he do, as he is, once he finishes with that titty, he hands he hands Will his card. Oh, for God's sake. Yeah. As smooth Call me. as fun squeeze. Yep. <laughs> well, he's had a fun yeah. squeeze, really, hasn't he? He really has. Mm. Yeah. They've both had a fun squeeze. Yeah. So... It, it cuts to Will back at work later. He's gossiping with uh, Beverly, and she's like, oh, you should have had sex with him. Uh, did you know that the milk <laughs> is actually better if drunk after you've pounded? And he's like, oh, didn't know that. Uh, what issue of Cosmo did you read that in? <laughs> <laughs> there would be an issue of Cosmo for this, wouldn't there? Yes, it would. Mm. Breast milk tastes better after you've pounded. 15 I reasons bet, why. I bet we could find that in Cosmo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it also goes into the fact that, yes, people live to 150 if they're patrons and partners together. Mm. Yeah, then he goes to visit Hannibal. Hey! Hannibal is drawing Will at his desk from memory. 
Which is a bit creepy in my mind. His third drawing of Will. It's Hannibal. His third, he's, so he, he touched that titty and was just like, right, I'm going to draw them all day. <laughs> I'm surprised he's drawing his face. I mean, it doesn't say he's drawing right. his face, does it? Uh, so it's Hannibal just, closed it. Oh, yeah, his third drawing it of was, Will. It, it just Will. says of Will. So um, at the minute, I'm just imagining a stickman version of Will, but with like massive boobs. <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly what it, like the rest it's all MS pain except the except the tits, which is Mona Lisa style. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, that's I'll exactly think I'll think mm. you more like that drawing that fucking Douglas Renham does in uh, in the It Crowd. I knew there was something where I'd seen that. Yeah. But he gets a knock on the door. Will's there. I don't think he tries to hide this drawing at some point, so at least he's he's confident enough to own it. Fair enough. <laughs> um, sorry to bother you. Do what? Do you need me to? Uh, and what's like? Yeah, it's time. And then uh, yeah, it's time. So he he gets some more of that titty. And <laughs> <laughs> I've said titty a lot today. I know. And then. Um, and you're gonna say it more. I'm, and I'm gonna continue saying it. Yeah. And then they pound for about two hours. Mm. And yeah, it, there's some good smart here. Yeah, there is. And I, we cut to a year later, and they are married. Oh, good. And then we get the end, winky face. Yeah, I think this needs to continue. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what else they'd do with it. Where Where do you go from here? Yeah, they've settled down, they're married, he's lactating. Big titty profiler BF. Yeah. Oh, Big titty empath BF. <laughs> <laughs> Could do. <laughs> and they all lived extremely long and fruitful lives. With their many, many dogs. Mm -hmm. With their many, many dogs. And they many, get lots many, of dogs. Many pet dogs. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, this was good. I like the world building. Yeah. Like, this came in with such a silly premise, but you can tell they've thought about yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, mm. cannibal... Hannibal not being a cannibal is the stupidest premise ever. <laughs> <laughs> his name even rhymes. It does sort of change his personality a little bit, you know. Yeah. He just, but wants I'm the, he just wants the titty, which I can respect. Yeah, I can get behind that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that's a better like, alternate, alternative to human flesh. <laughs> human milk. <laughs> Drink tit <It's> titties. Milk. <laughs> <laughs> so, a week has passed since we recorded the first two-thirds of this episode. I finished editing it, I realised it's only an hour, so... We're here to talk some more. Grace, I want everyone to know what you, how your weekend has been. <laughs> James, I want to know how my weekend has been. <laughs> so, oh, here we go. I want to introduce this because I finally get to say the immortal words. I had a dream on Thursday night, and that dream. It wasn't of hope or optimism. It was Grace creating a drink that was like a Jaeger bomb, but instead of Jägermeister and Red Bull, it was a full can of Monster and Absinthe. And and I mentioned to oh Grace, "Oh my god, hey, wouldn't it be really funny? Like this was such a weird, kooky dream. I can't believe you'd do this." And Grace said, "Oh, that's a great oh, idea. I'm rad. going to do this." <laughs> So Grace did it. <laughs> and I didn't hear from her for two days. Oh, for God's sake. 
So, Grace, how did your two uh, days go? Hmm. <laughs> well, I'm more confident about cheating death now. <laughs> That's how I fucking feel. I feel like I've survived something horrific, but I can't quite place what happened. Um... We've mentioned a couple of times in this show that we're not doctors and you shouldn't take anything we do as sensible advice. This is the least sensible thing any of us have ever done. <laughs> do not I replicate post this. I the picture of what I used as the Jaeger glasses, but I can't. I was about to ask, uh, is it okay if I upload that in the show notes? lurking in the background of that, so maybe not. Uh, maybe I'll take a separate photo um, for you. If there is... Oh yeah, either take a separate photo or I can blur that out. <laughs> I did have some absence in the house. Uh I had I must have had like one or two shots of that before moving on to bourbon because the bourbon glass was empty. And I'm pretty well, it had a little bit left, but I mean the bourbon bottle. All right. <laughs> was empty. All right. <laughs> and so I had like this this flask that uh you it's got like pictures of Pusheen the cat on. And I was using that with the monster in, and I had a normal, like, half-drinking glass that I was using for the for the spirit. You know, the kind of glass that's normally the Red Bull, half yeah. of the Jägerbomb. Yeah, but was the absinthe part of... But was the absinthe... Yeah. <laughs> What's the name of this drink? I've been calling it the not. Ultra Bomb, but... Can I uh, make a case for calling it the Terrorism? <laughs> you, no. no, we're not calling it that. The Terror. Um, um, okay, how about... The Jaeger Sarbomba. No. Yeah, that works. Named after the ru- the largest explosive ever yes, made. Yes, the largest nuclear weapon ever made, yeah. Name it after that. Yeah. But there's no Jaeger in it. <laughs> oh, true. The it's, it's the fine. monster fairy. The monster man. Just call it the Moab, which is the monster of all bombs. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah that works well. Could just call it the Chernobyl, but I mean... <laughs> Because Chernobyl means wormwood, and absinthe has originally got wormwood in it. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, do do that then. (laughs) Yeah, okay. Grace has created a new cocktail. It's called the Chernobyl. It is roughly as dangerous. Yeah, exactly. Basically, what happens is it makes... Don't. ...is you will make more power than you will have ever made in ten seconds, right? And then it'll ruin you for uh, the next 100 years. Honestly, it's punched so many holes in my liver, it might as well have been an uh, uh, atom attack. <laughs> <laughs> I was pissing radium. It was amazing. So, yeah, this weekend wow. I learned that I drink for fun. Um, Grace drinks because she's got a death wish. Grace drinks to prove a point. <laughs> I drank it because James was like, oh... I had a dream this happened. I was like, let's test this. I drank in the name of science. Oh my god. But but you didn't I stop at I one. I don't know why. <laughs> uh, and your proportions were insane. I, I, took, I also took a picture of the bottle of, of bourbon. I then started replacing it with. And the first thing James asked is, why does it still have the security sticker on it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wasn't going to mention that in case it incriminated you, but why does it have the security sticker on it? Because they don't peel off the sticker when you buy it from the shop. So, or you got so drunk you went and shoplifted a bottle of bourbon. (laughs) What, you really think I'd have not been caught? Grace Grace is going to check the cupboards. She's going to find what she thought was the bottle of bourbon with no security (laughs) on there. She's going to just look and go, what did I do on Saturday? 
No, I think I know what's happened. She sort of blundered into the shop, took the fucking bourbon under her, like, jacket or fleece or whatever, made, like, loads of shushing sounds to the surrounding area, blundered into a shelf, and the shop assistant has just taken one look at her and thought, well, this is above my pay grade. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the problem will sort itself out in a bit. She'll go home. Oh, dear. So the important question, though, was it good? I don't think so. You don't think so? So, I mean, right, so I had... Well, you had two I, pints of it. Well, so. I wasn't going to waste it, was I? Either way. So, absinthe <laughs> sort of tastes like uh, anisey, like like Ricard, okay. like Ricard. And then um, the Monster Energy I had, I just went for the mango one, because I think Justine gave me some advice of what would be a good one, and then I just forgot it and just went, fuck it, I'll buy the flavour I like. Well, just hang on. So you planned this? You told this plan. Oh yeah, because James told me on the Friday, and then I went to the shop on the Friday after work, and then I the went Thursday. home. Oh, it was on the Thursday. <laughs> you told me on the Thursday. I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure it was before the oh, Queen died. News. Yeah, I didn't hear from you at all. From wait, oh no, it was Friday. I stand yeah, corrected. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, reading the messages in my dream, it was called the Goth oh. Bomb. You did say it looked unholy, and my god, it was. Yeah. <laughs> That's... I told you it was a bit risky, because it's like... I mean, Jaeger bombs are risky in of themselves, because it's like... It's telling your heart to start and telling it to slow down at the same yeah. time. Only these are more extreme versions of those oh, substances. Oh, my god. Oh, and, and also... Um... Dear listener, Grace has uh, sort of talked us through all this before, but, you know, we're here because we think you should know about it. Uh, Grace, what were you doing while you were drunk? <laughs> I'm not I'm not entirely sure, but I've got some clues. Okay. And one is a half-painted door. <laughs> um. So, <laughs> as well as being off your face on absinthe, you were also off your face on paint fumes as well. Uh, yeah, I had some nice, nice uh, gloss. <laughs> Just... <laughs> Now, um, I've got I've got a little bit of experience uh, in this, as uh, as James will uh, will tell you, because uh, of course he used to play D and D for me by proxy while I was painting my house. Yeah, yeah all through was... the winter it was very dark, very cold. I was in an enclosed space. We would just hear screams on the microphone every so yeah. often. They would just go, oh, <laughs> just be like. Nick, are you okay? (laughs) Exactly. Being stiff with cold but high on paint fumes is not a brilliant combination. But you had absinthe as well. And monster. And bourbon. And bourbon. I'm so glad I did not I wish there were cameras in your house. I just want to know what happened Saturday. (laughs) Well, the cat keeps giving me the side eye, so I don't know. Uh, let's see. Oh yeah, I found my switch was on, and I'd completed Bastion in that state somehow. <laughs> <laughs> Can you remember how far you got in Bastion before this adventure? Uh, I must have gotten. I think, I think Zia was kidnapped by the Ura. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that's that's fairly way in. Yeah, that's quite far in. I think. It's been a while since I played. Okay, so it's not like you started Bastion and finished Bastion. Oh my god. That would have been something. Uh, yeah, it was good. It was good. I keep finding other little little hints and like subtle nods to the past lying around the place. 
Did you leave a message written on the mirror in blood saying, like, <laughs> we know, or don't forget? Uh, I think at some point um, I must have gotten a bit warm because, like, a lot of the contents of the freezer is just sort of, like, on the floor. What? Oh, no. <laughs> I don't know. There's just, like, there's just, like frozen peas and I'll thawed out and, uh, like, some turkey dinosaurs are just sort of... <laughs> <laughs> strewn, <laughs> strewn about Good the God. place. Uh, Did you try and get in the freeze? <laughs> I think no. I don't think so. I think I, I, I was like put. I think I must have like put them on my neck or my head or something. Because like uh, some oh, sweet dear. corn found its way um, upstairs on my pillow. So like the bag of it. Um, I'm honestly impressed. I mean, I thought we used to go hard when we went when we used to go out drinking to places like Spiders Nightclub. Yeah, you you did it we for fun. I go one tenth as hard as Grace did on a weekend at home. On no, her absolutely. Ah, uh, you know, I'm just pleased I didn't wow. touch the fucking red wine that was there because I think that would have ended me. <laughs> God, I'll tell and you what. this didn't. Well, red wine hits me different. I can handle my spirits. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. So, so talking of things that will destroy your insides, I do have one more fic I'd like to talk about before we wrap up Hannibal. Because this is the show about Hannibal. Oh, okay. I think it was Nick mentioned something earlier in last week's recording session, which is part of this episode, um, that you think Hannibal probably has quite a refined palate and would probably be repulsed by kind of junk food. Oh, I'm willing to bet that uh, Hannibal has never eaten at McDonald's in his life. Oh, I thought this was a dig at my liver. I thought I was going to set his house on fire if he went anywhere near it. No, this is just... (laughs) (laughs) I would like to see the fic where where Hannibal kills Malcolm Tucker or possibly Bernard Black, tries to eat the liver, and it just sort of explodes. As soon as it hits the pan, it's just like a gas explosion's gone off. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so this fic is called Grumpy Meal Grumpy Meal Oh, I get it By Murder Gatsby Okay Tags first uh, This has Crack McDonald's Hannibal is pretentious Hannibal is dramatic Well, we knew that This may not be the reckoning that either of them had in mind Fluff Don't take this seriously because I'm not Duly noted author Duly noted Murder Gatsby Thank you Mm-hmm So, Will Graham Angry with Hannibal Goes to McDonald's for dinner <laughs> Is the summary. <laughs> and I do have to read some bits of this verbatim because the the way it's written is fantastic. That's fine. They they do a great job of setting the tension. So this is the other thing in this episode. We haven't read a horror fic yet. This is a horror fic for a horror show. Really? Oh. Just not in the way you'd expect. Oh. Hannibal could smell it before he heard the car door shut overpowering the smell of wine that stained his lips and the soap that washed away the remains of his own dinner was the smell of Will's replacement dinner. (gasps) Will entered the room with an all-too-smug smile on his face. He closed the door and faced Hannibal, startling in the soft way he always did when he met with that expression. So So Will, Will comes in, he's got something behind his back as he's coming in to sit at the dinner table. Um, I'm imagining that Hannibal has a face like thunder and Will's just got this shit-eating grin on his face at the minute. So just as a brief background, uh, Nick, I just want to show you Hannibal's dinner table. Okay. 
just so you understand the scene that this is in, because he he's got a very fancy dining setup. Yeah. So this is Hannibal's dining room. It's very fancy. Yeah, I, I see what you mean. I mean, he's a psychiatrist, so he's earning big bucks anyway. Yeah. <laughs> he has spent that on being able to entertain. It looks so goddamn sinister. God. Yeah, it does. It? I really like his sense of decor. Yeah. Dramatic bitch. Will comes in. He's got something behind his back. He sits down at the table next to Hannibal. Okay. And out comes a brightly coloured cardboard box that he places on the unprotected table. Oh no. Hannibal knew he couldn't really physically feel the way the grease was leaking from the bottom of the box, but he would argue if anyone else told him different. (laughs) (laughs) I see you found yourself dinner, Hannibal said, gesturing to the McDonald's carton. He sounded completely unbothered, as he intended. Of course. Will nodded and leaned back into the chair. The smell became stronger, and Hannibal hallowed his cheeks to hold off a gag. It was a heavy smell that reached the back of Hannibal's throat with notes like barbed wire. In fact, he would have preferred barbed wire to the agonizing stench of salted grease, thawed potatoes, and meat cut with pink bile that was raking his senses raw. Oh, he's not enjoying this, is he? He, He's not enjoying being in the same room as a (laughs) Hannibal. So yeah, they're both sort of for background. They um they had an argument at some point. Will has stormed off and come back with a happy meal <laughs> because he 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 knows he knows that this yeah is gonna he knows him that off. this is going to piss Hannibal off something rotten. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Will's been like, yeah, it's been ages since I've had a McDonald's. This is nice, and Hannibal's just doing his best to remain silent. <laughs> His mind was overwhelmed with thoughts of, please don't put that on the table, and please don't put that in your mouth. (laughs) He practically wanted to throw his head down and whine at him, please don't put that in your mouth. (laughs) And Will just starts eating the burger. Oh no. And, yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, at this point Will sort of goes on about, as nice as Hannibal's cooking is, cannibalism aside... And he does do good work with the meat. It's just, sometimes he just wants to have a normal burger. Okay. I get that. And Hannibal being very much like um, Heston Blumenthal made like an incredibly posh, elaborate burger. And Will's just like, oh, I fancy a Mackey D's, mate. <laughs> oh, no. Upon Will's first bite, Hannibal felt slapped. Upon the second, Hannibal knew Will was going to need to wash his mouth if he ever planned on kissing him again. <laughs> In fact, forget just the mouth. Will's need to bathe thoroughly after this if he wanted Hannibal to kiss him ever again. (laughs) The putrid scent would surely linger in his hair and skin, just as long as it would in his mouth. He wasn't going to touch their bed with that body. He wasn't (laughs) going to touch Hannibal either. Wow, he's, yeah, proper fucking sour grapes then. (laughs) And by bite four... Hannibal had ripped. This is so he was thinking that at bite three. <laughs> he's had three bites into this burger. He's like, "Don't come near me." But by bite four, he's realizing, "Oh, Will can do this longer than I can. I need him more than he needs me." Oh no! Like, oh, I'm just gonna have to put up with this, aren't I? So yeah, he is being tortured I like, in this. Scene. I like how he's still just sat there watching him eat a burger in his house at his finey. Fine dining room yeah. tables. <laughs> He's staring as well. Yeah, he could and... just go away for a bit. 
Yeah. I mean, it's it's like watching like a car crash or something. Like you can't look away. Yeah. When you see something this horrible happening, let alone in your house. Yeah, I suppose so. The writer does a fantastic job of painting this aura of terror from Hannibal as well. Like Will was overjoyed to see that a look of hopelessness had finally crawled over Hannibal's face. His smile had been held so long that his cheeks were beginning to hurt. So, so he's just like Arr. definite shit eating grin then. Yeah, it's it's the dying inside smile. Yes. So Will finishes the burger. Hannibal is having a staring contest with the box from hell, as he is described. So the it. Happy Meal box. The Happy Meal box. Yes. <laughs> um, he heard Will open the cupboard, so he's probably like putting stuff in the bin. Oh, thank thank God he's finished. Hang on. No, he's got a plate out. Wait, he's got more. Oh, no. If he's done, why is the box still on the table? <laughs> and that's when Hannibal panics. <laughs> what are you doing? And Will comes back with a plate. Oh, no. <laughs> and Will goes, it, you're right. It was inconsiderate of me to eat this greasy food on the table, so I brought a plate. And this sets off Hannibal even more. Um, How dare this... Using his fine china. So, <laughs> yeah. Having grease on the table is one thing. Having grease on the plate that he is going to eat food off later is even worse. <laughs> so Will pours his chips onto onto the plate and just starts eating them one by one. And then he reaches into the box and he pulls out the Happy Meal toy. <laughs> oh, no. And he shows it to Hannibal and just goes, Can you think of anywhere we could display this? <laughs> I think it would look nice at the end of the hall, instead of the vase, maybe. <laughs> Power move. <Yeah>. Yes. <laughs> I must confess, this is my favourite version of Will in all the fix I've seen. He's such a chad for doing stuff like yeah, this. Yeah, he, he found the button that you needed to press to absolutely fuck off Hannibal, and he's just, and he's just, just there fucking him. hammering it. <laughs> <laughs> You can't even kill and eat me because you know I've eaten a happy beer. Oh, like garlic to the vampire. Yeah. <laughs> like, normally we see Will as this sort of demure twink type, but here he is in, like, full chat. Yeah. Mode. 100%. And I like it. So, yeah, Hanwell's just like, no, stop it, this is childish. And they sort of talk over about their the argument they had before they left. They never actually explain what the argument was. I don't think they need to. No, they don't. It, it, it works fine without yes. it. Then Will just turns to him and goes, Are you upset I didn't get you anything? <laughs> and Howell's like, No, don't be stupid. <laughs> if I was starving, I wouldn't allow that filth to save me. And Will just goes, Because I did. Oh, no! <laughs> no! <laughs> I couldn't just forget you. <laughs> Will picked up the box and lowered it under the lip of the table. He removed something and placed the box back, back up on the table. Close your eyes, <laughs> Will suggested. I won't be doing that. <laughs> when Will was too close to be stopped, he revealed and placed the circular strip of cardboard on top of Hannibal's head. Oh. It smelled like feet and dampness. Oh no. What is this? It touched him. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? Hannibal asked. With a stiff neck and eyes locked forward, he reminded Will of a cat so often. <laughs> uh, Will laughed to himself. Uh, 
Hannibal looked all right with the golden arches wrapped around his head as a crown. The word birthday boy had been written with a thick black sharpie per Will's request. It wasn't anywhere close to Hannibal's birthday, but that was unimportant. <laughs> Honestly, there is there is less torture going on in the Saw films, I think. Yeah, this this is this might be the most faithful to um the Hannibal TV show <laughs> fic that we've read because it's just as tense as the show. It, yeah. <laughs> but it's complete crack and I love it. <laughs> It just is. It's fantastic. <laughs> uh, so yeah, he puts the hat on him. Do McDonald's do hats? Because I always thought that was a Burger King thing. I don't know. I think they may be used to. Yeah. I oh, know okay. the Burger King. It might be an American McDonald's Yeah, thing. possibly. Yeah. It was like, well, when you were a kid, like McDonald's was a bit like going to a theme park, wasn't it? Because they That's often true. had like a play area and it was like big and exciting. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Those so, were fun play yeah. areas too. That's it. Kids these days won't understand like what McDonald's used to be like, and that's a sad thing. Do McDonald's not have play areas anymore? Um, I think a few of them have got them outside, but like I know the one um, which is. But kids these days, they're probably too busy on their phones watching the TikToks. Yeah, there is and, that. You know, <laughs> I wouldn't understand the joy of a good pit full of balls. No, absolutely. And a slide leading into yeah. it. But kids. Um, the Ugh. one near me, it used to have uh, like quite a big, like wacky warehouse style thing in it, uh, mm-hmm. but they got rid of it for more seating. Was that the one that used to be near B and Q? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, I, I know, I know the one you mean. Uh, good old hull knowledge. Yep. Our local ball pit were closed because rats got in and pissed everywhere, and the kids used to <laughs> lick the balls. I mean, Rat's probably gone to ours too, but Hull has a lower stand. Yes. So we just kept it open. <laughs> Nobody actually got ill. It was fine. Yeah. That's all right. No one got ill either, because the kids just got immune, I think. But, you know. <laughs> yeah, then they closed it. They, dis- they just sprayed everything down with disinfectant, and then they fucking opened it again. And then they closed it because someone died. But that was because oh. the place caught fire, not because of the rats. Okay. <laughs> So, um, going back to the story that Grace has just told us about her weekend, um, if your childhood was like that, that explains a hell of a lot. If your childhood was as messed up as Grace's, write in to the fanshipping forecast <laughs> not, at gmail.com. That's not messed up. That's just life. <laughs> I, I hate to break it to you, Grace, but it's no, not. It's not no. like I caused the fire. This time, I'd like to remind you how we started this episode. <laughs> with the mug and the microwave. Oh my god. The what? The mug and the microwave. Oh, that was a different episode. Oh, it is. Oh yeah, I forgot we're splicing things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the lesser known sequel to The Pit and the Pendulum. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shut up. Edgar Allan Poe's The Mug and the Microwave. <laughs> <laughs> I knew better. They did not. <laughs> Such a good idea. <laughs> the plate kept spinning further and further, round and round. <laughs> I don't know Edgar Allan Poe's style well enough, so I'm going. <laughs> yeah, so Hannibal apologises for whatever it is he did. The way this author has written it, he seems like a broken fucking man. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've never felt so much sympathy for Hannibal fucking yeah. actor as this single scene. He kills people, just to be clear. He kills and eats yeah. them. 
and is now being destroyed by one Happy Meal. The price of being an organic soy boy, I guess. <laughs> he is a soy boy, isn't he? <laughs> well, well, minus the fact he's not vegan. Oh, yeah. There yeah. is that. Oh, well. Yeah, so he says, I'm ho- sorry. I won't do that again. His eyes dropped down Will's body and then back up to his face. He looked truly remorseful, which only added to the hilarity of the crown. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Will found it in himself to smile again. But this time the smile was real and not coming from the spite of torturing him. <laughs> Hannibal, he gets up and goes, I'm going to bed. You will be cleaning that place. <laughs> and Will's like, yep, yeah, fair enough. And yeah, he goes, will you be joining me? He wanted Will to say yes. He says, yes, I will. Moves in to kiss him. And as Hannibal predicted, he let it happen. <laughs> so he got over his fear of McDonald's for him. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, the power of love. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. I thought this was really sweet, and I'm glad this fic was written based on a prompt Nick suggested, even though this was written six years before it. Yes. Possibly Grace suggested it. I can't remember, because we recorded the first half a week ago. I don't know. But still, that's the fic. Brilliant, love it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. That that was... The, the fucking tension was was just... Mm-hmm. They've really sort of uh, captured how I imagined uh, Hannibal to act when faced with fast food. <laughs> yeah. Fear. <laughs> yeah, like fear and abject loathing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they did well with this. Yeah. Smug, so, um, Smug Will Graham is the cherry on the cake. Yes. Definitely. Yeah. I'm glad to see him taking control a bit more. The, the thing is, he's actually quite sassy in the in the TV, and then like... Yeah. A lot of the fan fictions, they sort of like make him very soft and squishy. He's... And, the, and he's really I mean, not. He he's quite... He's essentially an FBI agent in the show. Yeah, and he he does shoot people. So he's he's not that passive. <sighs> yeah. He is still cut from the same cloth as, say, Huey from The Boys. Yeah. That's so sad. But yeah. Thank you, Murder Gatsby. And thank you, everyone. That was a lot of fun. So what have we learned today? Well, um, today I learned that it's better to go big than to go home. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Grace. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, what have we learned about the Hannibal fandom? <laughs> today I've learned that it's better to go big than to go home. Thank you, Hannibal fandom. It is It is good to go home as well, though. I did both I at home, so fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. To my knowledge, Grace hasn't killed and eaten anyone at home. No. Just for just to get the lawyers Not at home, at least. Covered. I, I haven't, Nick. <laughs> I, I can't vouch for her anywhere else. Um, The Hannibal fandom is very verbose. Yes. It, t- it took a lot of work for us all to find fix, uh, as short as they were. Because the Hannibal fandom seems to come in exactly two speeds. It comes in... Five five hundred to a thousand words, or it can be a hundred thousand words, and there's very little middle ground. Yeah. And God bless you authors for managing to put out as much content as you do, but it does mean we struggle to find something we can talk about. This is it. It was either cracky one shots, or it was just these massive and impressive, uh, well, novels really. Which can also be very cracky. Because there was one where he sent to profile Jaws, the shark Jaws. Oh, yes. And I, I kind of wanted to read that, but I, we've only got two weeks. Yeah, this is so it. Um, we ran out of time, and as I mentioned before, I spent most of the previous two weeks 
drunk in a field somewhere. So I really need to get blackout drunk somewhere. I feel like I'm missing out. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm still wearing sunglasses, so no. I don't recommend it. So, um, here's what's happening. I got drunk in a field surrounded by four million other other people. Uh, Grace got absolutely blackout drunk at home and lost a day. Jim, you've got to escalate this. So, um, I I took my whole computer apart and rebuilt it this weekend. That isn't really escalating it. Get interesting, mate. No, and I'm just saying what I did. Uh, yeah. Okay, I'll um, become a social reject like the rest of us. I will crash the prominent funeral that is happening as this episode uploads. So no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can either do that or um, do one of those things where you get drunk at home and you wake up, like, miles from your house. I mean, I do have roughly ten litres of mead downstairs. Right. Get on it. That's it. You've I could got, consume you've the... You've inter- got all you need. <laughs> if I consumed the whole the thing, I'd probably die. <laughs> I'm not doing that. I'll... Hmm. Yeah, drink it all and then ring us next week. It's like, uh, guys, can you transfer me money for a plane ticket home? I'm in India. <laughs> I'm not. I have that. no idea how I got here. <laughs> There's going to be a middle ground between me having a bit of a tipple and waking up in India. <laughs> and I'll try and find that middle ground. <laughs> Possibly by building myself a underwater utopia. Because that's less extra than uh, waking up that's in India. True. Well, it that sounds like you've fallen into a swimming pool and they've fished you out. <laughs> okay, yes. Join us next week when I have built myself a very tidy city in my local swimming pool that is going to be a capitalist utopia slash hellscape <laughs> that I'm going to rule with me and my other 1950s cosplayers. <laughs> Oh, Join us God. next week, would Alter- you kindly? Alternatively, I'm going to build a city in the clouds with like a hundred helium balloons where we're going to be racist. Yes. Oh, they're making not- another one, by the way. They are, and it's in the South Pole. Oh, is Ooh, it in the South Pole? Ice World. Yeah. Ice Acor- according to the leaks, it is going to be set in the South Pole and it's going to be British 60s themed. Oh, mega. Ah, can't wait to tell Justine because she doesn't have a fucking clue about this. It sounds like they copied Deathloop's homework, but that's okay. Deathloop was really good in terms of aesthetics. So, good on you. I'm here Mm, for that. I'm looking forward to that. So join us next time, fair travellers. And don't find yourself a a lighthouse. There's always a light. There's all... Hang on. (laughs) There's always a fanfic. There's always a podcast. (laughs) Join us next week, would you kindly? Mm Mm-hmm. It'll be in two weeks, but yeah. Join us the week after (laughs) Would you We've, kindly? I have noticed, Nick, you've actually said join us next week more than once. Yeah, I have. And we've, um, we've always been a bi-weekly show. So, so the, the yeah, um, I, I lose track of time. The days all blend into one. Uh, that's fair. <laughs> I Can't argue with I that. I apologise if I've got any of our listeners' hopes up. So, when in doubt, I always try to say join us next time, because... Next time could be anything from an hour from now or next okay. month. So join us next time when we're going to be exploring an underwater capitalist utopia. Good night. Good night.